<laughs> and the glory is no facade. And the glory is God himself. John 17, Father, I have given them the Shekinah. What is he saying? I have given them, my disciples, those whom I have taken out of the world, but are still in it. I have given the Shekinah. Now what is Shekinah? It is the substance that makes God, God. As it is written, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. So what is the separation of light and darkness? God from his creation. So to be separate and belong to God is to come out of darkness of creation completely. Bright morning star rising in your heart, which means no more night. No more dark night of the soul. All sadness and sorrows shall flee away. Revelation 7.17 Today. What does that mean? What are sorrows? What is sadness? It's the soul living in darkness. So there's darkness on the land, deep darkness on the people, but Christ is rising in you. So what does it mean? You have the answer to all the world's problems when you get to know Jesus. What does the enemy try to do? Get you to know another Jesus. Get you to believe that the narrow path is on the earth and not into the heavens. We're not deceived anymore by any of that. As you know him, you glow him. Then you show him. And as you show him, those that are following an imposter, what the Bible calls an imposter, a hireling, many will come in my name, Jesus Christ said. What does that mean? They'll claim to be Jesus, but won't have his heart. What is his heart? The rivers of the glory of the Father, of the light that makes him God. The Creator's entire world. They'll come with the kingdom. They're not going to come with just doctrine and demonstrations of power. They shall come, it is written. They're not coming with just philosophy. They're coming with power. What is power? It is the Shekinah. And apart from Shekinah, all power is demonic. Now Shekinah can be stolen because it flows through the world. God created the world. He created lights in the heavens he created stars in the heavens. He created angels of lights in the heavens to be in certain places. And so God just pours it all as it's written, His rain on the just and unjust. What's unjust? The wicked. What does that mean? The wicked get rain? Jesus Christ said the wicked will have rain, but the righteous will have rain. What's the issue? Going up in the water of the rain to the source of the waterhead and then putting an end to the thieves of water, or the thieves of Shekinah, which is what God's doing right now. Amen. Before we get started into all of tonight's revelation, I want to share with you an important key point about YouTube Premium. We have a media manager that was brought to us by the Holy Ghost. Powerful encounter in sign and wonder. 
And he has told us, and he is an algorithm YouTube guru. Bless his heart. Thank you for helping RLM Global. Since this media manager has come on board, our views have doubled and our subscriber rate has tripled. And it is because we have monetized the channel, not for the money, it's nickels and dimes, but that's the only way YouTube promotes videos. That's how the al algorithms work on YouTube. So people are complaining. I've had several people say, what's up with the ads? Guys, for $11.99, all the ads go away. And that $11.99 is called YouTube Premium. You sign up on YouTube, get the YouTube Premium. All ads are gone instantly. You'll never have another ad. And that $11.99 goes towards the channels that you watch. So you don't even lose it. We have people that are partnering with us. And all they got to do is sign up for YouTube Premium. And all the ads go away. Best thing you ever do for your heavenly education. Very, very important. Plus, YouTube doesn't even steal a penny from you because it goes towards the channels you're supporting anyhow. Glory. Amen. It's really wise not to complain about the decisions that the Holy Ghost of Jesus Christ makes. So that's very important. Amen. Yeah, we don't, we're not led in this channel by anything except direct revelation for 17 years. I started broadcasting on YouTube in 2008, 15 years ago. Before that, we were on Ustream. Ustream is so old, you guys don't even know what it is. Mm, it A is long time. Wise. <laughs> yeah, it is wise to not complain about the decisions that the Holy Spirit makes. Yeah, the only way people are going to get these videos that they need so desperately mm -hmm. is if we obey the Holy Ghost. And it might inconvenience a lot of people at first, but later on you'll realize we're advancing God's kingdom Revelation by revelation, every decision we make as apostles is spirit-led. I don't even do anything except by the Spirit's leading. So it's to advance the kingdom, it's to bring increase. If people keep questioning and judging and misunderstanding, I'm telling you, you have to soften your hearts just to believe that the leaders are making the decisions they're making to advance God's kingdom. If you can't even trust your leaders right now, in the future, you'll never trust them. And you'll always have kingdom leaders, and the kingdom leaders are going from glory to glory. Amen. Joel Zarman, 60 million faithful <laughs> dread champion soldiers. That's the word of God. And God's been challenging me to fully believe that. He says that is the fulfillment of the first harvest of Bob Jones' one billion soul harvest. And it must come in. And you know how it's coming in? You ready? Get ready for it. It's coming in through what Akiana's been painting for the last 10 years. Now, this is Akiana Kramerick. She's painted many, many paintings. When she was a little girl, she grew up in a secular home of unbelieving parents. Jesus Christ visited her, I believe, as a four-year-old child and raptured her into heaven. He asked her, will you paint for me? And she said yes. So she has admitted, guys, many times that she does not have understanding of what she's painting but Jesus Christ gives her the vision exactly. So these are visions that she has from Jesus Christ. 
If you've been in the charismatic church for even a couple years, I'm sure you've heard of Akiana, and everyone knows that she's inspired by Jesus Christ. What you probably don't know is the accuracy in her paintings from Jesus Christ have tons of revelation. Tons of revelation. And today we're looking at a painting by Akiana when she was 12 years old. And here it is. It's called Coming Home. This is the painting by Akiana, Coming Home. Now, on the bottom there, you have Earth. That's Malkut. And if you look at the path up into the second heavens, the stairway appears. And I want you to look really closely. In fact, I'll help you here. We have a magnifying glass. Look at the magnifying glass. Isn't that beautiful? And right there, the first rung of the stairway in the inspired painting coming home by Akiana, if you look at it, that looks exactly like the moon. It looks exactly like the moon. That is the first rung of the Sephirot, that is Yasad. And then you have all the planets of the stairway to God's throne. Rung by rung, we're ascending to God's throne. That's what Ruth Heflin said. And because this is a little bit difficult for the charismatic church to swallow, he has sovereignly introduced it to people so that you might believe. And there it is for yourself. She painted this almost 10 years ago, having no idea what it means. No one has ever questioned it. You know what I mean? No one ever questions Akian. I've never heard a negative thing about her my entire life. Because there's no oral teaching to her paintings. It's just admire the beauty. So once the apostles come around with inspired prophetic teaching, people go absolutely insane. And that's because we understand what everything in these paintings mean. To teach you accurately the path. And that's our job. So look real closely again. Look real closely. There is the Kabbalah circles of Enoch. And anyone that says otherwise is totally deceived. And I know you've been brainwashed by charismatic witchcraft your whole life. And there are many charismatic leaders that have been used previously by the Holy Spirit that have partnered with principalities to wage war against Rebecca and I and RLM and those that are expounding on these ancient mysteries of Enochian Kabbalah, which is absolute holiness and righteousness and the highest interpretation of Old Testament and New Testament scripture. And that's a big truth anyhow. The issue is you've been brainwashed by demons and principality-led charismatic leaders to reject the very path to God. And so we are going to help you get delivered from Satan today. Amen. 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 Isn't that good? So instead of using any ministry of any adult in this entire generation to exonerate, to honor, and to encourage Red Letter Ministries, Jesus Christ chose to use a 12-year-old girl. That is the way of God. That's how the Father always is. He uses the humble things to confound the wise, and it's such a blessing. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen, amen. It's time for 60 million faithful RLM Global Frontlines soldiers to arise. And it starts with Gideon's 300. This is the vision from the Lord, he said. 
your small company now will harvest and train Gideon's 300. Gideon's 300 will be trained and refined and will harvest 60 million faithful frontline soldiers for Red Letter Ministries. And those 60 million soldiers will be the workers of the harvest field to bring in the billion soul harvest that Bob Jones has prophesied about. That is the plan. So if you are getting on board, getting ready to make a serious commitment, talk to the Holy Spirit today. How can I help? What is my role? What is your role? At the culmination, at the end of all things, what is your part to play? in this mystery that's unfolding? In the celestial war, what is your position as a soldier? Understanding and knowing your position, your skill set, your weaponry, is going to be critical in becoming an effective soldier in the army of God. You'll need your basic training. You'll need your advanced training, your special training. And you'll need to hone those skills. You're going to need purity, righteousness, holiness, the adoration of God. Some of you will carry a cosmic sword and some of you will be carriers of that torch. Not just of kumbaya in the presence of God, that's not the torch. A carrier of the flame of God. Now the prophet, the man of God, Shadrach, spoke recently on becoming a carrier of the flame. The flame bearer. That is how you can carry the torch. And the gift and the stewarding of the gift of prayer through purity and through righteousness is how you can attain the sword. We've talked about this the last couple of weeks. That is the torch and the sword in reality. Not just in a, a book, reading it like a storybook. Oh yeah, I read that from Rick Joyner. Okay, now walk in it. You're being trained how to actually walk in it. Not off somewhere doing your own thing, making your own plans but learning how to bear the flame. If you haven't seen the last couple of days of Shadrach's messages, I highly encourage you to go in and listen to it and listen carefully and pay attention because those are the downloads for you to learn and understand how to bear the flame. In the last couple of weeks of prayer and training and righteousness and purity, that is how you carry the sword. That is the torch and the sword. Those who lift up the hands of Moses, those who tend to the menorah lamp, are one and the same. Those are the flame carriers, the flame bearers. The torch and the sword. You want to have victory? Raise up mighty champions. Rise up and learn to bear the torch and the sword so you can be effective 
in battle in whatever position that God has placed you. You'll have natural talents and gifts that he's given you. You're learning how to steward well your gold and silver that God gives you, your finances, how to be a shrewd businessman, how to work in the marketplace, work unto God and not for man, and how to wash in the living waters. Launderer's soap, bleach of the glory, whiter than white, seraphim fire. Where is your desire to be burned by the seraphim fire? Not just as a fantasy idea in your mind, but the actual confrontation with the wicked nature inside of you that wants to complain, that wants to murmur, that wants to complain about what the Holy Ghost is doing, that wants to complain about the leadership, oh, it's offensive to the flesh, the misunderstandings and miscommunications, all those things must burn. Not a fantasy realm in your mind of, I'm just out there somewhere with the dragons and it'll just be mystical and it's just only for me and only for me and coming out of that immaturity into the maturity of I am a soldier in the army of the Lord I can receive orders I can receive commands I can take matzah I got matzah for days I can handle matzah what's that what do we talk about matzah is receiving the command of receiving the commandment and obeying without yet having understanding oh no I'm sorry I can't listen to what you're saying I need to wait until I get my own revelation and my own timing until God reveals that to me that's fine for you you have the revelation mm. forget about your apostolic authority I'm not gonna really believe that you heard from God because it offends what my nefesh likes to do well maybe God will reveal it to me in my own timing and I need to get my own revelation of that you hate matzah. You hate it. You hate it. That's the problem. If you hate matzah, forget about manna. Even if there's manna abounding, you'll misuse it. You'll mistreat it. And the hidden manna, you won't see it. It will not be given to you. Why? Because you demanded to have your own understanding and your own revelation instead of when Moses, all right, we're going to make matzah. We're, we're, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. We don't have time to explain all the details. We got to go. We got to move. <laughs> You've got a battalion in hostile territory. All right. And you see an incoming. Maybe there's an outnumbering or there's some issue and the people need sanctification. All right. We need to move. We need to go here. We need to put the shields up right here, right now. Right now, we need to praise. Right now, we need to praise. Right, right now, we need to pray. Praise and prayer. Why? Oh, but I'm already comfortable in my bed and I just, oh, but my Netflix show, my pizza's on the way right now. You've had enough pizza. You've had enough pizzas. I feel like we should know that one by now. You've had enough pizzas. And bitter mangoes. And bitter mangoes. But you can never have enough sweet mangoes. Amen? Mm. So grab them. Grab your matzah. It's time for matzah. It's time for matzah. This is Obedience a cosmic... Obedience without understanding. My God, is yeah. that a rhema word? Hallelujah. Well, maybe if God reveals it to me, you'll be waiting another 40 years in Egypt, not even in the desert, in Egypt. This is a cosmic exodus happening. This is how I, I can tell you right now. I have a witness. Cosmic exodus. Who left Egypt with Moses? They obeyed without having the time to get the teaching and understand it. <laughs> there was how many signs and wonders? How many more signs and wonders do you need from Red Letter Ministries 
from the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, confirming signs and wonders that follow. Confirming signs and wonders that follow. Always with two to three witnesses and all these things that you've already witnessed before you're ready to follow Moses. Out of Egypt, into, into where? Where are we going? How are we gonna get there? What's it gonna look like? How much do you demand in your nefesh before changing your behavior and actions? <laughs> well, I'm, I just need my Jesus to give me the revelation. He already gave you the revelation. He gave it to the person in charge. What did the, what did the man uh, say to Jesus who was testified? By Jesus Christ himself. Jesus Christ himself testified that one man had more faith than he'd seen in all of Israel. The man who understood apostolic authority. He was a head over soldiers. He said, I'm a man of authority and I'm under authority myself. And I say to one man, go here and he does it. And I say to another, go here and they do it. So don't, the, the message coming, don't even bother coming yourself, Jesus. Just give the word and it'll be done. He didn't need it on his own terms. He didn't need Christian witchcraft. He didn't need Jewish witchcraft. Me, 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 I need you to come. I need Jesus, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I need you, oh, I need your apostles to do this. I need you to do that. He didn't have that. Why did he have the greatest faith? The greatest faith was he was submitted to spiritual authority because he was a man of authority and under authority. And that faith was rewarded with an instant miracle. The evidence that you even have faith, you don't need the explanation. You don't need the personal one-on-one -on -one time. You don't need, I need the apostle to come to my house and I need them to do this and pray for me and message me on messenger. That's evidence that you don't have faith. Very weak faith, tiny faith. The greatest faith that Jesus Christ witnessed in all of Israel was a soldier who understood how to give commands, how to give directions, and how to receive commands. No questioning, oh, but I want this, but what about that? What about, just, yes, sir, yes, sir. And so when he sent his request to Jesus, it came with the humility and the recognition of the authority that Jesus was walking in. The authority of the ministry of Jesus. What about everybody else that followed him around? What about the other people that didn't get healed? What about the towns where he could do almost no signs and wonders because of their unbelief? Because they were so familiar. Isn't he the carpenter's son? We've known them. They've been watching Joel's bar for 17 years. What's the big deal? Absolute obstinance and familiarity with the sacred and the holy and the divine. So they're all blocked up in their senses, mm -hmm. being familiar with Yadevave. <laughs> but then I get one email from a lady, someone suffering with cancer and might die. And in just one word, bam, and they're healed. Why is that? The fear of the Lord is exactly what we need right now. You know, eating that matzah, what was it? An act of obedience, yes. Why? 
because of the fear of the Lord. The restoration of the body of Christ to the fear of the Lord, they'll have obedience without explanation. They'll effortlessly and enjoy and joyfully eat matzah. Listen to this, Genesis 5.24. And in reverent fear and obedience, Enoch walked with God, and he was not found among men because God took him away to be home with him. In fear and obedience, reverent fear and obedience. What's the key to Enoch's path? The sapphire stones? The fear of the Lord. <laughs> the fear of the Lord is simply your ability to obey without your brain understanding. That's what Enoch walked in, guys. Because he was willing to go up in the things before he had the revelation, what happened later on? Here comes the archangel to give him all the revelation. He didn't get any of it until he obeyed without understanding first. Because that's what walking in the fear of the Lord actually is. Amen. Now, who ate the matzah? Who came out of Egypt? Out of the able-bodied men who are 20 years old or older, which means they were what? Military age. Military fighting age. The number of those who came out of Israel following Moses was approximately 600,000. Now, that 600,000, what is the Old Testament? The shadows of the things to come. The tabernacle was a shadow of the tabernacle to come. When Jesus came, it was done in you. It's done in me. It's in us. The kingdom of heaven is within you, he started to preach. The kingdom of heaven within you. When Jesus came, he brought the internal covenant. Living stones. You are the temple. You are the stones of the living temple. And what did he say? Out of the seed, some would bear 30-fold, some would bear 60-fold, and some would even bear a hundred-fold seed. So that seed of the 600,000 Israelites of fighting age able to join the army of God in their time. The 100 fold 100 fold return of that cosmic seed is 60 million Faithful, RLM Global, front lines, Joel's army soldiers. That's the number. And what did they eat? Matzah. <laughs> but what were they rewarded? When they ate the matzah, and they followed Moses, and they were delivered from Egypt, delivered from Pharaoh, what were they later rewarded with? Manna. They received the Torah. They received the teaching of Moses. Moses went up and taught, and he taught them the word of God. They taught them the word of God. Living word. Manna every day. Every day they discussed 
and learned the mysteries of the Torah. And they ate the bread. They ate the bread of angels. What? You want to eat the bread of angels? Eat the matzah. You want to eat the grapes of the promised land? The bread, the wine, the honey of the promised land? Follow Joshua. Follow Moses. Eat the matzah. Learn to eat and appreciate the manna. Never pray for quail. Make it up in your mind now that you will never pray mm -hmm. for quail. Be satisfied mm. with the matzah. Be satisfied with the manna. You don't need meat. <laughs> Congratulations, here's your vegetarian diet. <laughs> you can have meat on Mars. <laughs> meat on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, probably Jupiter. <laughs> but we'll teach on that another time. But you got to be happy with what God is providing in that season. It's for a reason. If God says you don't need the understanding right now, you just need to obey, that means he's moving quickly. And it's not on God to explain all the details to our human flesh. Our, what's a good soldier? All right, soldier, I need you to do this and this. Well, actually, I was feeling led to do this on this at this time. I, I'm feeling I'm feeling led to. What are you feeling led by other than the directives, the commands coming through? <laughs> when the angels come, do you think? How do you think it is when we get a direct command from an angel of the Lord that's tested in fire, that's tested in the biblical test? Confess to me that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. There's a mandate that comes from the throne of God. Do you think it's just so we can pick and choose if we want to obey that? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? What's going to happen to you? Well, I'm feel I was feeling this. We just always confirm that in our own walk. Like in the last several months, there's probably 50 different instances where she'll get something in prayer from God. I'll get something in prayer, specific mm -hmm. details, times, dates, amounts, numbers. Yep. And when we come together and talk about it, we have both heard exactly, exactly. the same thing. This happens to us every mm -hmm. single day. Yeah, and this is throughout RLM global leadership. There's very much a unity in the spirit and a clarity of the word coming down. So if there's a word to mobilize, if there's a call to action on something, then you can understand your reward is not coming from man. It will be coming from God himself when you you shift into the desire for your praise and reward to come from God instead of man it doesn't mean it won't come through man it just means you're abandoning the demonic altar of people pleasing that's going to be beneficial for you and for your household is God pleased with my decision is God pleased with my complaints against, you know, the Holy Ghost wanted to do the YouTube ads to get it promoted? That came from the Holy Spirit himself with signs and wonders confirming. Did we post all the signs and wonders confirming immediately on Facebook for everybody? No. 
Why? You don't need to hear it. Not everybody needs to hear every single thing that God is working. If we had to take the time to post every single directive from God with the signs and wonders explaining to everyone in the whole army, we would never get anything done. We would never accomplish our mission and we would fail God. We'd become a failure before God. That's why you have to understand not everything is going to be, oh, we're doing this for this reason. The reason why it's being explained today, like the YouTube, the ads, a lot of people do not yet hear clearly the voice of God. If there's something in the way, and just don't be offended, if there's something that the Holy Ghost is doing or has done and it's caused you, it felt, you felt inconvenienced, maybe you felt mm -hmm. accusing thoughts toward the apostle, oh, they're just getting into money now, greedy, they need ads, and you have no idea what God was talking about. You have no idea. It's not people you're complaining against, it's God himself. If you complained about the ads and Jesus' decision, you already directly complained against God himself. Not a man, not a woman, you already complained against God. That's real. Like, oh, but, 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 but he's patient. He understands. This thing is nowhere. Our people, there, there's a lot of room to grow. Why we're unveiling this to you today at the directive of the Spirit. He doesn't want the army to stop marching in line. to be like, oh, that, that was offensive. I didn't like that. Oh, I'm misinterpreting this as that. But why is it that you're so quick to think that way about leadership? Why is it you're so quick to complain about such a small thing? You have to soften the heart. It's, and don't even think of it as a negative thing. Oh, I'm condemned. I'm being judged. Correction is acceptance, not rejection. Yep. When, you're, when you're in the animal, correction is rejection. Why? Because to be a sinner is to live mm -hmm. after the Adamic man, after the dust part of you. That's to practice sin. So sin feels condemned when you get into obedience to the Spirit, because it is. It's being anathemaed out of you. That's what sanctification mm -hmm. is. It's circumcising layers of Adam back thousands mm -hmm. of years off of your very spirit and DNA to be a different creature even in your soul, personality, thought life, and physical body. So each step of the way, something falls off of the old. You have to become disciples with the foundation of understanding. It's not just being corrected and a whipping boy. No, 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 no. It's discipline for a purpose, for God's nature to conquer the Adamic nature in you. And that's the only way it is ever accomplished with continuous correction, rebuke, training, chastisement, even scourging. What is written? When the Spirit goes forth, He convicts of sin, righteousness, judgment. What's the purpose of Scripture? Apostle Peter says, for correction, rebuke, and training in righteousness. So if you're in apostolic prophetic ministry of the Scripture of God, you get corrected, you get trained in righteousness, and you get rebuked. And those are the only three categories from Apostle Peter in the Bible for the use of the scriptures. Let's look at mineral level chart here. This will help people understand. The grace gift from God of us being corrected in our ways and instances like this. Think of it instead of, oh no, 
they must think this, they must think that. We don't think like that. We don't think like regular humans think towards people. We don't judge like that. Nothing of your sin that comes up and boils to the surface to be burned off changes the way that we feel toward you or the love that we have towards you that comes from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We love to see the circumcision happening. We deal with this in our own lives. Every time we go up, it's not because we're perfect. It's because God confronted us with the wickedness in our own heart, brought to the surface, forced it into our face. Look at what you are doing, what you've done. Mm. Now repent. That's every step up. Every step up. It's not like, oh, I'm just a pretty perfect angel now. It's, here's the manure of your life. Mm -hmm. Look at it. Malachi too. Look at it. You know, you take a dog and put, put its face in. Look in what you face. did. <laughs> That's biblical. Mm -hmm. And it's not Malachi. disrespectful. It's sanctification. Mm -hmm. People are so prideful. They get offended by everything. I'm telling you now, God's love is Shekinah. And it's what it means to walk in love is to walk in undiminishing light of the word. Which means our light doesn't diminish when we correct. It's only going to get brighter in you if you can receive it. So the YouTube ads, I want to encourage you, if that irritated your nefesh in any way, that is a mineral uh, demon. That is the manifestation of the, the mineral level uh, wicked spirits of the fall. And so what you have here, like Brandon was teaching on the other day, the finances, the minerals, the rocks, all, you know, those kinds of things or the natural gemstones, you know, earthly level black malkut stuff so the encouraging part of this is look at that you want to overcome those things in black malkut and you need to before you go into cosmic righteousness into yasad of holiness so what is that if there's an offense so just just for example it could be anything else in your life but because this is a relevant example, if Red Letter Ministries obeying the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ to put the ads on YouTube so that this cosmic righteousness could be promoted worldwide, which is the Father's will. That's the Father's will. And if that irritated something in the nefesh, that means at mineral level there's something that needs to be circumcised. So it's a grace gift. Always learn to thank God for the grace gift, for the opportunity and ability to repent. You know, we're always in prayer asking to receive the grace for a greater repentance. It's not always going to be there. It's not a guaranteed thing. I just saw an angel flashback there. <laughs> the angels agree with me anyway. And that's, that, that's all we need. Hallelujah. But we want you to agree with it too. So when something irritates us, and it's something that God is doing, receive it as a grace gift, not a condemnation. Mm. Thank you for the grace gift of allowing me. God is giving you an opportunity to repent more, which means that could come off. It's mm. not just like in charismatic witchcraft societies where you just go around the mountain There's forever. There's glory on the other side of the irritation. Yes. <laughs> What, what at first irritates, later intoxicates with greater Shekinah. Amen. And so you're like, oh, that was God. Why did I feel that way? And this is about anything. This is just a teaching example. Of... I get irritated every day. Mm -hmm. And it's an opportunity for more glory. 
We'll just like say thank you to the head of the irritations department and the glory, <laughs> heavenly Jerusalem. Thank you, and a special thank you to the angel crystal clear. We receive you in this place. I was yeah. thinking the other night, I don't know if any of us could actually handle crystal clear. We talked about if Uriel showed up. I like her. Yeah, we like, she tells us how take, it is. I'll take it all, and I mean, sometimes I'll just feel, I just can't even open my mouth at times because the crushing would be so severe on me. And just don't even say anything. I just, my spirit knows that my nefesh is just being totally crushed. That's how you get oil. That's how you get wine. And I have enough experience through like scourging, chastisement, um, Marine Corps boot camp from my own physical father, where I know this, this is God. And I'm not going to let my pride speak as my pride's being crushed. Uh, I still do at times and I have to repent later. But for the most part, I can understand the process to produce oil and the process to make wine through crushing the nefesh, through crushing the Adamic man, the Adamic woman to smithereens and not repairing it and not complaining about it, murmuring in the wilderness. Why don't you serve my Adamic nature? We're going up the mountain to God. Mm-hmm. We're not serving that nature anymore. We're not making idols after our own image in Egypt of man's own rebellion against God. We're going back to God. The whole mountain, the whole exodus, you need to understand today this exodus on sapphire stones is the fulfillment of Moses' exodus. And without Moses' exodus, there is no exodus of you or me today. Period. Amen. You have to understand the progression. Without Abraham offering Isaac, God would have never offered his son Jesus Christ. Period. It was those prophetic acts of obedience that make them available today. So it's so rich with history to participate in the very acts of the prophets of the Bible today, and you're all heavily involved. Now it's just to change our attitude. What is written? Have the same attitude that's in Christ Jesus also in you. That's perhaps one of the greatest discipleship tips, is just keeping your attitude like a sweet mango. Sweet mangoes. Sweet mangoes only ministry. Sweet mango ministry. Amen. Amen. So long, bitter mangoes. You try trying to stay sweet <laughs> while you're being crushed, and it takes discipline. It takes a discipleship. And I'm still learning it. Just to not voice the nefesh, to not communicate the words of the beast. What is revelations, the beast given him a voice to speak? It's not communicating the complaints of the fallen angels through the burning of your Adamic flesh. Woo! If we can get a priesthood doing that, we'll change the world quickly. Amen. And that's what Gideon's 300 is gearing up to do now. You're learning how to be a good soldier in the army of the Lord. Learning how to rejoice in the circumcision. Learning how to rejoice in the circumcision. Because on the other side of it is a greater glory yeah. that we know not of. And that intercession as you go into adoration. Just like Shadrach had taught us the other week. And then that you go into adoration. And then that true confession comes up. Not that kind of, I need to go and publicly put on Facebook, I repent. Yeah. The demon manifestation that needs attention. Yeah, bring the wine. Bring the oil. Yeah. That's the sign of repentance. Come with yeah. oil and wine. Start with the adoration to God. And as you go into that prayer, you get caught up in the adoration. You get lost. You lose. The self-nature comes off. You go into His light. And in His light, we see light. 
And then you'll start to feel the conviction of the Holy Ghost in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, and maybe even in your spirit. If you're definitely in your spirit, because most people are not through the first world of Isaiah, that first world of Isaiah, it'll deal with all the layers of you in measure, but it's mainly getting the iniquity out of your spirit. That's why some of you, because some people have asked me, why are my tongues in my Google Translate come out satanic? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Because until you've completed the world of Isaiah, you still have measures of iniquity in your spirit, which means your spirit, which is the best part of you currently, does not yet fully agree with God and does not yet fully agree with the apostles. Mm -hmm. So that's not a condemnation. Everyone starts out that way. Mm. Receive it as a grace gift because when you're armed with that knowledge, you can understand. If I'm led by my feeling, oh, I feel a fire. I feel led to do this. Your yetzira is totally unsanctified, not mm. trustworthy. Even your spirit. Remember the master class, what is like lesson one in the master class? The differentiation between your spirit and the Holy Spirit of God. They're not the same. You're not in perfect union. How do I know that? Union with the Sapphire Stone doesn't even happen until absolute, like the highest world. That's why there's mansions on sapphire stones for you to dwell in, because he's kind and gave you a place where you're just not out in the in the elements of that spiritual reality. He gave you a safe place, a housing, and rooms there. Why? Because it's not possible for you in that form with the impurities, right? Impure gold and impure silver are not going to mesh with the purity. <laughs> There's no dross in God. He's not going to let something with dross in it be united as with one, like mixed. He can't. It's not his nature. It's not in his name. It's not in his word. And he holds his word very high. Until your purity gets to the point where you can begin to be in union with the sapphire stones, which is becoming engrafted fully into the body of Christ, being really one with him. To be able to step into him as Jesus steps into the Father. You want that. Maybe you've done it in your imagination or by faith in your consciousness, seeing visions of it. Now walk in it. This is the only way to do that. So the interior castles need cleansed. Mm -hmm. First get those castles cleansed. Be cleansed. Be faithful with the interior castle journey until your sapphire stone body becomes something so pure you can merge with purity itself, with God, to be one. That they may be one as we are one. Isn't that John 17? Mm -hmm. Let's go there. I'm feeling it. Because this is what you want. This might be irritating things, but it's irritating things how to get what you want. And many of you want this. I know. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. But we didn't come to please the Nefesh. We came to praise the Lord and to give him glory and honor, praise, exaltation, thanksgiving for who he is. His goodness towards us, his patience towards us. Even the judgments he's delayed currently to give us more time to repent, <laughs> which is wonderful. So 
Let's go, John 17. I do not ask, this is John 17, 15. I do not ask that you will take them out of the world, but that you will keep and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, worldly belonging to the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them. <laughs> Purify, consecrate, separate them for yourself. Make them holy. Do you think Jesus' prayers aren't going to get answered? How little faith do we have that we don't believe that Jesus' prayer is going to be answered by the Father? Make them holy by the truth. Your word is truth. Word written on sapphire stones, the engravings. Just as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And so for their sake and on their behalf, I sanctify, dedicate, consecrate myself. Wow, Jesus sanctified himself, dedica dedicated and consecrated himself. That they also may be sanctified, dedicated, consecrated, made holy in the truth. <laughs> Neither for these alone do I pray. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all those who will ever come to believe in, trust in, cling to, rely on me through their word and teaching, that they all may be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, so that the world may believe and be convinced that you have sent me. I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, in order that they may become one and perfectly united, that the world may know and definitely recognize that you sent me and that you have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have entrusted to me, as your gift to me may be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory, which you have given me, your love gift to me, for you have loved me before the foundation of the world. O just and righteous Father, although the world has not known you and has failed to recognize you and has never acknowledged you, I have known you continually. And these men understand and know that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them and revealed your character and your very self. And I will continue to make you known that the love which you have bestowed upon me may be in them felt in their hearts and that I myself may be in them. Hmm. So he says that I have loved them as you have loved me. Right before that, he said that only by the glory and the honor I've given them. So you've often heard it said glory to God. Jesus said glory to you. 
John 17 says, Glory and honor to you that they may know that I have loved them as you've loved me. So what is God's love? The impartation of Shekinah. Simple as that. Now the best teaching on the human spirit I've ever heard is from Bob Jones, and he equated it to the cleanliness of water. A defiled conscience or a defiled spirit is like sewage water. So you put the word in until your waters become clear and clean. So what is crystal clear, sparkling, living waters? Revelation 22 verse 1. The condition of a believer's spirit. What believer? Jesus Christ and his Father. That's what's written. The water of Jesus Christ's spirit is perfect. He's a perfect spirit of Christ. Now what needs to happen? You need your spirit as clear and crystal and sparkling as his. And you do that by learning to house and steward the deposits, however small they are in your life. You're faithful with a little, he'll give you more. What's more? More clarity. More sparkles. More water. So you'll go from sewage spirits to crystal clear spirits by stewarding what God's giving. Amen. Now I was seeing a vision as Rebecca was teaching. I'll go right into it. So since it has been established by Bob Jones for 50 years, the human spirit is likened to water. I want you to take a look right here and we'll get out of the magnifying glass and go straight to the big picture, coming home. Okay? So the bottom is Malkut. That's the earth right there. You're coming home. Look at the chasm. It's not necessarily a chasm, but there is a gap between the stairway of the Sephirot and all of that that looks like waterfalls, like in the sky. What is that? Well, this is Job 10.10. Have you not poured me out like milk and curdled me like cheese? You started as a liquid and you end up as a solid. Every single one of you started out as a sperm, which is liquid. You ended up as a solid. Look at you. Now you're just a big meat sack. <laughs> just a big meatball. You started out as a liquid. You ended up as a solid. Job 10.10, it is written. That's the liquid of your spirit that you start out in to go to the moon. Look at the first rung there. There it is. Look, it's the moon. But underneath it is all that liquid. That is the perfecting of your spirit, the world of Asaya, the vision to Akiana at age 12, which is the supreme great wisdom of Enoch to a little kid that has no idea what any of this means, and we're telling you the truth. So that whole resurrection, what is the resurrection? This is confirmed also in Philippians 3.11. The resurrection of your spirit is moral resurrection moral and spiritual resurrection of your spirit while in the body Philippians 3:11 it is written as your spirit gets cleaner and cleaner you will go up those waters and begin to stand on those rungs now the more purified your spirit is the greater the stairway becomes and that stairway becomes second nature to you what took what was like impossible far above you faith below in this world down below on that big mountain there called earth and you're just in a bunch of liquid and ether now it becomes rock solid faith and the stairway appears to you 
Now, in Heaven Awaits the Bride, they're told that the stairway is always there. You just don't have faith. And what is faith? How do you get faith? By hearing. Hearing what? Well, teaching about this. Mm-hmm. How will they know unless they're taught? It is written. If no one's taught you about this stairway, which is walking on the planets that are stars because they emanate light, this is the Sephirot, this is Enoch's path, it is accurate biblical mm-hmm. Christian Kabbalah, and the Great Awakening will be people practicing Christian Kabbalah. Let that sink into the church of witchcraft down below that's trying to do it through strange fire. They're not even close, people. But this is the truth anyhow. And it requires the perfecting of your spirit by depending on a different water than the water of your spirit. So that whole jump from earth to moon, you see where the moon is there. This is a perfect teaching for where almost every single one of you are at right now. We asked everyone in RLM, where are they on sapphire stones? 99% said Malkut, because it's true. And if those that are hearing the training and teaching and righteousness are on Malkut, earth, you can guarantee you're first born on the altar of God that everyone in the charismatic church is on Malkut as well. So what's the most important step to go from Malkut to Yasad? That liquid in between, which is the dividing asunder of your spirit from the Holy Spirit by purifying your spirit through the Word of God. The only way your spirit gets purified is through the teaching of Scripture and the teaching of the Word of God in Shekinah. It must manifest light because the whole problem with a defiled spirit, with a sewage-filled spirit, is there's no not enough light in it. What sewage is, is a lack of Shekinah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to point out, too, on this mm. picture, if you notice, what, is, what do you see on Malkut? All you see is the very top of the highest <laughs> peak of a mountain. <laughs> that thing where you go up the mountain of the Lord... Oh, maybe someday I'll get all the way to the top. No, you get to the top of that, and that's the beginning. The top of the mountain of the Lord on earth is the beginning, not the end, of your journey. You must overcome everything that is in the world. And it's like the heights of Adam. That's a person who, who has obeyed God in the natural, but hasn't even begun in the stairway of the spiritual. And don't let that discourage you. That's the truth. It will deliver you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an acceleration here that has not been around ever for corporate people to go up. I'd also like to point out in this picture, mm. as you're going talking about that, the gelling of your spirit. Uh, Brandon taught a lot about that in the River of Elijah prophetics for years. Obedience to the spirit of Elijah. Mm. Obeying the river. Realizing the glory inside of you. The river of life. You have to have that revelation and put your hand on your belly until it becomes a revelation. Get into the scriptures until it becomes that revelation where you experience that so that you know what spirit you're going to follow and obey. Because if you don't yet know him, how are you going to recognize him in us when we give a command that came from him? The only reason when we do something that's from God and you don't recognize it yet, I Mm-hmm. Uh, don't have it. If you don't recognize his commands coming through apostles, it's because you don't recognize him in your own spirit yet. So, number one, get all the other gods out, get all the other idols out, put your hand on your belly, 
put the word of God into your eyes. Cancel your don't you don't have to cancel your Netflix subscription, but cancel your net Netflix for the next couple of weeks and just put your hand on your belly. You know what? Just you know what? all right, tonight family, tonight honey, we're not doing Netflix tonight. We're putting the word of God. We're gonna watch half an hour. We're gonna watch an hour. I really need deliverance. It's gonna be an mm -hmm. hour, two hours. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm gonna do. And you put it, you grab. Shut in with God. Yeah, and like, do you have to be fasting every day? No. Find out the days that you're gonna be fasting. Find out the days you're gonna be feasting. Some of you, your fasting isn't going to be super beneficial until you build up your spirit and discover your spirit. A little fasting will help, but if you're only tearing down the outer man and not building up the inner man, honestly, this mm -hmm. is what I did. Most of you who have followed my story and heard my testimony, you understand that from 2016, 2017, God put me on a fast track to grow my spirit. One of the major things that you're going that you can do, this is what I did. When I'm at work, you know, you don't have to let everyone know you're praying in tongues. I would pray in tongues quietly under my breath in between all of my things constantly. You don't need your brain to do it. You don't have to think about what you're saying. You can just go on autopilot and pray in tongues. I would start to pray in tongues with my mouth closed while I'd go to sleep at night, right? So in your mind, instead of thinking about how me and everyone was at work to you today, they all manifested. Instead of that, just think tongues. Learn to think tongues. Speak tongues. Skip the Google Translates on your phone if you're having all kinds of demonic oppression because when you bypass your brain, put your hands on your belly and say, Holy Spirit, tongues only. <laughs> How about that's a key for someone? Whoa. Holy Spirit tongues only decree that and command every other spirit to confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. If they won't, go ahead and give your holy angels permission to bind them, burn them, and throw them in the lake of fire permanently in Jesus' name. Do that every day. While you're at work, you don't use your brain to pay attention to what you're doing at work. Do the very best job. You should be the best employee in your whole workplace. Until you are, that's that's still your training ground. You should be the very best in your job. At least top three, top five. I don't know who you're working with. Like, you know, maybe there's a couple of you in the same place. But use your brain to, to be disciplined to do the very best beholding God while you work, like Brother Lawrence. And serve everyone and serve out of your love for God and do the best you can. You don't need your brain to pray in tongues. So you can pray quietly under your breath. You can pray in between. Maybe you need your full attention to write something down. So do that. Get the word of God in your eyes. Now, I wanted to point out one more thing on this picture. Look at the outside of the path. Outside of the path, mm. those ones have shells. Outside of the narrow path, you have those planets there. Are you one of the close-up? Yeah. So notice how these ones don't have shells. And now let's zoom back out. The mm -hmm. ones on oh, the yeah. left and the right of the path, they look kind of broken. That one on the left looks kind of broken. The one on the right looks pretty, mm. but they have shells. But they look like they're reflecting the light of God. Mm -hmm. Those are the demonic shells. That's what I thought too. Now, some of you might have seen, I posted a video on Facebook. I think it's the last Those month or so. Those big orbs that are capped are demonic counterfeits. Yep. Second heaven sorcery. But they look pretty. I know. I know. It's because stolen Shekinah. So... They're like that glass. Now, some of you remember I posted a video uh, this last month or so on Facebook of glass shattering and falling. 
with the music and the scriptures. That is the breaking mm. of those shells. That's called the breakthrough. The Baal Patterson, God of the breakthrough. You will know God of the breakthrough mm. cosmically when you watch him by his hand strike these shells. Now you might think, oh, why? I don't need to deal with them. I stay on the narrow. Oh, no. Those <laughs> demonic shells are within you. That's the uncircumcised part of you. Because when our father and mother, Adam and Eve, ate from Satan, and then they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that's in our DNA. So you can't have that pretty like one in the middle. reptilian egg pods. Yeah. No more uh, reptilian <laughs> egg pods and no more bitter mangoes. That's literally Nibiru. That's where the bitter mangoes come from. They come from Nibiru, Nibiru. <laughs> Black <laughs> Jupiter, you know. So understand you're not going to have that nice, pretty path to heaven without dealing in your own mm. mind, heart, body, and even your spirit, those shells, and you're going to think it looks pretty. You're going to think it's good. It might be the very best thing that you think exists about you, and it needs to die. All the angels there, they come as the most perfect Christians with signs and wonders. Mm -hmm. They're all fallen angels. Powerful guys. testimonies. Oh, my. That's where the false prophet lives, okay. right in that bubble of garbage. All right. Hallelujah. So that should be burnt in the mind. Wonderful stuff. Amen. So if something's blocking you, it might be, as you're rising in cosmic righteousness, it could be one of those shells, and it's the righteous hand of God that shatters them. God of the breakthrough. Amen. Shattering celestial glass. I've given you a hammer to hammer the word of God and destroy stuff. It's interesting. I've never heard so much hammering in my building in the last three years than the last couple of days. They're hammering all day long. I don't even know what they're building out there. But it feels like a sign and wonder <laughs> prophesying of how celestial Torah, how the written word of God is emanating from the sapphire stones. When people begin to walk this narrow path of Enoch circles, in the same path that Moses walked on, same path Jesus of Nazareth walked on, when we begin to go up as the children of the resurrection into these higher realms, into the realms of the high priesthood, not the low priesthood, the high priesthood, we, we, when we begin to walk there, guys, just by being there, it activates new heavens. It's you being there, rising to your God that deals with the stuff. The word is in the stone. I will give you a new name written on a white stone, which means once you get it, the name's activated. So people have this idea like they're getting a white rock and it's got like Hebrew written. Listen, man, it's stone upon stone. It's gemstone. Believer's rewards, gemstones. And I will give you a new name, which is a nature in the angelic realm of the second heavens. Now look at this. There are so many pictures here. I want to just one more time here because this first one is really powerful. I want you to see there are several second heavens pictures and that's Jesus in the lower right. So what is Christ's priority? Growing you up to bring forth new heavens. All the injustices that you deal with in America, like, let the list continue. Just go on Twitter for five minutes and 
listen to these politicians in the Republican Party, they'll tell you it's like everything wrong that you could ever imagine. And it's all coming into the light. And there's a lot of wrestling going on. I'm telling you now, the darkness that we're facing will only be washed away by a people that walk in the heavens. The ones in whom have found the stairway of sapphire stones that have found Jacob's ladder and are solidified on the ladder. You will see, Nathaniel, angels ascending and descending. Now that's the beginning, right? You're going to see that he told him that before he even had the spirit. So why is he saying you're going to see it? Because just like Ezekiel, he saw it in a dream. He dreamed he was flying before he physically flew. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show you a picture on YouTube, on Facebook, on social media. I'm going to show you the picture of it. Then you're going to imagine it, mix it with your faith. Then it's going to be activated through your faith in your lives and materialized and realized. Faith grows. Faith is a seed, Jesus Christ said, and it grows. So one of the ways that faith grows is through visualization. That's why we have all these pictures. Mm -hmm. Because it's an impartation of where you're going. It might just be something you wrestle in your mind to even agree with right now. And for you to even entertain it in your mind, there's a wrestling in you. That's when you're in black Malkut. All the doubt and unbelief of the fallen angels is in your nefesh. Now it's agreeing with the picture, agreeing with the vision, agreeing with the word, agreeing with the higher celestial teaching of righteousness. And by agreeing, you come into a covenant. How can two walk together, especially upon the top of that mountain, which is new earth, into the place of perfecting their spirit to get on Yasad and above Yasad you begin to find the stairway? which now you're going from glory to glory on sapphire stones. But how can you walk that narrow way of the resurrection unless you be in agreement with the prophets and apostles that are teaching from those rungs? It's true. Look how narrow it is. You have all the heavens out there and a narrow stairway in the center. Why is it narrow? Because it's in men and women. It's in men and women. This path is in men and women. It's not just pie in the sky externalism. Don't be bewitched. It's in the men and women. The Exodus was in Moses. The promised land was in Joshua. Salvation was in Jesus Christ. The scriptures that you read in the New Testament were in the Apostle Paul. It's always in a man or a woman 100% of the time as it's written, God builds with living stones. What makes it alive? It's in a man. It's in a woman. What makes it dead? It's on the outside pie in the sky. It's just out there. Give God the glory out there, outside the man, outside the woman. I don't listen to men and women. I follow God out in outer space somewhere. No, you follow fallen angels 100% of the time. You have no idea what the narrow path is. The narrow path, Jacob's ladder. Not just sky ladder, Jacob. It was in the man, Jacob. It's true. This vision is in me. This vision is in Rebecca. This vision is in Shadrach. You will have to accept the vessel. It's not like you can accept the teaching and reject the temple that it came through. So I have given them glory and honor. It is written, John 17. If you can't 
even operate in that glory and honor through the vessels teaching you the accurate, true, narrow path, don't think you'll ever have it anywhere else. It's true. So when people begin to discover these realms, they come into unity. Why? Because they're formed within them. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. We want this unity of the stairway, of the sephirot, of the narrow path to be formed within you. Christ in you, the path. Christ in you, the stairway. Christ in you, the waters. The waters that come down from the stairway. Check it out. Let's look at it one more time. Mm. Because the stairway in the picture, you know this is a vision directly from Jesus Christ given to a little kid, a 12-year-old, guys. Okay, You can't imagine this stuff up. This is Jesus Christ sovereignly taking over a person's body and writing down the vision and making it plain to the people. The water that you see, look at how it's like flowing and cascading down from the stairway. The water that purifies all your hearts from all defilement and spirit and transfigures your spirit to conquer the world of Asaya comes through those planets. Look at You can see Neptune. You can see the moon. The living water is pouring out through the planets. It's pouring out through the Kabbalah circles of Enoch. You cannot have... New World's chart. Any living waters unless it comes down through these paths. Look at this. So you see it coming down. Look at the arrows there on the left chart. The lightning path. Why are there arrows coming down? It's the flow of Jesus of Nazareth's spirit. That's how the river of life flows. And why isn't it crystal clear all the time when it comes down to earth? Oftentimes because you just receive it on the outside and it's mixed with the atmosphere. It's water. So it can be mixed with your belief systems, your traditions, your religion. It can be polluted by men and women's lust. You know, God created the heavens and the earth perfectly, but Sodom and Gomorrah didn't look so perfect. Because men and women had polluted it with sin. So Christians absolutely mix it with their own religion, with their own lust, with their own ideas and nonsense. And it's not even close to the same form from when it was released from the throne of God in absolute by the time it gets down to the lowest rung of Malkut of Isaiah. Can we go back to the other big picture? The, the colors. The Sephiroth. This one? Yeah. You're gonna need water, crystal clear and sparkling directly from the source. And even if you get around the teaching of that crystal clear, sparkling water directly from the source, it will not benefit you at all unless. <laughs> You take your cup by faith, mm-hmm. take your cup in hand, and pour it out. Oh. Oh, well, that's fine. It'll, it'll, it's not what enters your Crystal mouth. Crystal clear is a spirit from the source yeah. waters. So you're going to take your old water that has mixture and just dump it out. First step, that means 
everything that's gotten you to where you're at now in your version of Christianity, glory, stream, whatever. Yep. Pour dump, it out, dump, dump it, it out. out, we're starting over. <laughs> you're gonna start with an empty cup. And you're gonna go directly to the source of the living, pure, clear crystal water because until then, it's always going to be a competition of who has more or less mixture than everybody else. It's always Christianity is now a pissing contest instead of drinking the waters. You see this chart right here? You pour out your cup, get it out, get it out of you. Loose it. You can put your hand on your spirit and say loose. Loose. And just get it out. Daily deliverance. <laughs> and then you're going to go up these sapphire stones to the source. And every one you go up within you, you get those shells circumcised, removed. Those are the things that are leeching off of you, mm. stealing, sucking, draining your vitality, draining your nefesh that they lead astray. Mm. And it always comes in the appearance of what the Jewish people call a mitzvah, which is an obedience to the Torah. The fallen angels of light will tempt you with what looks like a good deed, a good work. You're helping somebody, you're teaching. It's always gonna come in a form. Once you've overcome <laughs> the overt blackness, the lust, the, the obvious things, most of your temptations are going to be the path of death that seems good to a man. But you're going to go up, get the circumcision. And so when the container is clean, clean the inside of the cup first, he said, which means clean the saffron inside of you. When you clean it on the inside, then it's going to be clean on the outside. Healing the cosmos, setting free the luminaries, abolishing and destroying the wicked pyramids of Egypt, Egyptian sorcery and red magic that have held captive the luminaries. You can see them, those pyramids in the spirit realm that hold captive the host of a star, the host of a celestial body. Those are being set free. I was once a star held captive on top of a pyramid. Jesus Christ set me free. One of the greatest deliverances was getting into the red letter ministry of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Following the instruction, put your hand on your belly, put the word of God into your eyes and ears daily. Get the religion out, get the sin out, get the word of God in. The drink, inhale his word, drink his blood, or you cannot be his disciple. Follow the basic instructions for your basic training. Congratulations, you're in the army of the Lord. Be set free. Let your star be set free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You're going to go up these rungs, rung by rung. Be loosed, be freed from black Malkut. Be loosed, be freed from black Malkut. All those things that held you down, be loosed in Jesus' name. Be set free. Free from mineral level. Free from vegetable level. You know what mineral level is? It's the ditch. The ditches that you fall into. Vegetable level, those are the thorns that choke out the word of God. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Oh, the animal life that goes after 
reproduction, idle chatter, slander, slandering what God's doing. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Let that animal nature be slaughtered on the altar of God. Slaughtered. So that your true star, every one of you, has a star waiting to rise. You can only rise. Who rises first? The morning star, Jesus Christ. The brightness of his rising will be your rising and no other rising. His brightness, the full light of day is dawning. There's a spiritual momentum here for you to shake loose, shake loose the dust, the dirt, the chains, let the chains break off of you and rise out of the blackness, out of the darkness, of oh, the deep darkness upon the people. Well, they've seen a great light and that light is the son of righteousness of Jesus Christ within you. Jesus Christ within us. Jesus Christ, the head apostle of our faith. He is the head apostle of our apostleship and he lives within us and he is the one who has hand-selected Brandon and myself to lead the charge on this thing. It's not something we chose, it's something he chose. If you have a problem with his decisions, you might want to talk to the real Jesus, and he might explain to you, he doesn't have to, but he might, explain to you why he made the decision that he did. He has a reason and a purpose. You would hate going through the things that we go through. You would hate it. Why did he pick a specific plan and purpose for you? If you knew what Jesus Christ had hand selected to entrust you with, you'd never want anything else. You'd never want my position. You'd never want Brandon's position. You'd never want another position because you'll understand in his tender compassion why he chose the path for you that he did. Maybe you're bitter because you're not on that path. Don't get bitter. Get on the path. Anywhere that you have gotten off the path that Jesus Christ and God the Father originally intended for you. Anywhere you've gotten off the path where Jesus Christ intends for you to be in this day and age, in this apostleship, let it come forth. To get on the right path, to get on the straight and narrow path, you have to leave the one that you were on before. You can't follow mammon. Irritations of the flesh about money. Wrong judgments. You can't follow that in your nefesh. And follow the narrow way of Jesus Christ. Never lose the light of hope. Let the light of hope for the restoration 
of your destiny in this apostleship of the red letter ministry of Jesus Christ. Let the light of hope rekindle that flame within you. Remember even those days where it felt like that flame of fire burnt within you, like the day you were born again, like the day you were baptized in the Holy Spirit and you spoke in tongues for the first time. Restore to us, Lord, the joy of salvation, the oil of joy, the helmet of salvation. In that moment, everything changed because you encountered him. You had a breaking, a crushing of the heart, a humility. And I think you may be surprised just how sweet it is, how sweet it is. When you bow yourself low in the humility unto God most high with a tender heart to receive that oil of joy of salvation that breaks through the bitterness, that breaks through the broken dreams and the broken hearts and the broken minds. Some of those things that are wrong in you, until that traumatic thing happened, you were never like that. What happened? What happened to you? You wish you could be that sweet, carefree. Do you remember the time when you were sweet and carefree and it was so much easier? What happened to you? getting caught up in the rat race of witchcraft, Christianity, we're just trying to seek God. You got pulled into wrong beliefs, wrong doctrines, doctrines of demons, spirits of higher rank of the enemy army than you knew how to handle and there was no one to help you. Well, God was always there. So what happened? It's so easy to stray away when we take our eyes off of Christ within us to go after those things of spirituality that seem so pretty, seem so nice. I just wanted to be an apostle. I just wanted to be a healer. I just wanted to have my own deliverance ministry. How many prophecies did you receive in Black Malkut from prophets under the wicked birds of Black Hod and Netza who prophesied mixture in your life and the reason why you've been going around, going around Black Malkut, going around the mountain in the wilderness is because you've been cherishing black prophecies mixed with the plans of Satan for your life. Now, there may have been some true words in there. There might have been some mixture. I would encourage you, pour it out. Start over. If you are still chasing 20-year-old prophecies of something that some preacher, some prophet of black Malkut in the sand under Jezebel's tower in church buildings made by human hands just trying the best they could. Do you really think that there was no mixture of the enemy in that? It feeds your pride. It feeds the nefesh. It feeds the demons. So then it's just about 
me and my career and my ministry and my thing and now everyone in the church age is like trying to go start all their own ministries and they have no idea they have no idea about the army of God the army of God if you look at the history look at the kingdom of Israel look at the anointed leaders he didn't raise up ten Deborahs oh well the Deborah anointing and we're all just gonna walk in yeah we're all gonna walk after Christ it wasn't Deborah and Deborah and Deborah it was the company of Issachar helping Deborah because they understood the times when it was King David not everybody agreed with God most of them followed Saul well, it's just we go to synagogue every day. I, I didn't vote. There's no voting system for this. It's just, I don't know, David's out there in the cave. I've got, you know, wife and kids. I got a husband and a baby. I just, it's just how it is. No, I like David. I just, I wish David the best out there in the cave with no help. Very little help. Best of luck. Stay warm and well fed, David. Good luck not letting Saul kill you. Good luck. And then you had the faithful men of God who had a bad reputation. They all came out of all kinds of sin. Felonies. These were not pretty backgrounds. These were not nice people. We got fresh water. Mm. But they were loyal and obedient sons of David. Bathsheba stuck with him. The sons of David, even though they looked like they might be the refuse of society, they formed a small company and they were the anointed company of God. Some of them by their alignment to the true king of Israel. He didn't have the palace. He had a cave and was on the run. <laughs> Battles every day. I got to sleep in my armor. One hand on my sword. We can't. We have a Bahama vacation around here, David. You know, that would be nice. I would. Can't. Let's just make that a prayer. <laughs> it would be nice to have a vacation where everything in the world's not trying to get you. We have a war to win, and then you know, we'll see what God wants to do. But we are focused now. This is the time of the army of the living God. But what happened? Most people stayed under Saul's rule. Look at the champions that rose with David. You talk about, what's his name? Shama. 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 Song reminds me of Shama. Yeah, each one gave a billion dollars to Solomon's temple. Pretty wild. They ended up rich. The strongest warriors in all of Israel. Why? Just simply being around the anointing. Being obedient and loyal to the man of God anointed. For what God wanted to do. Not what most of the people in the synagogues and who everyone thought was the king. Who God anointed. That's where they were blessed. They came into abundance. The kingdom was given to him. In time. But it's a testing to see who is going to be sensitive 
to the Holy Spirit, to what the Father is doing in the earth, and following that. It may not be the popular opinion right now, but if you don't take the chance to lay hold of it now mm. and become the warrior, that same opportunity is not going to be there later on when everyone's bandwagoning on. Do you see right. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's the Saul kingdom and the David kingdom. And you're choosing which side as believers in the whole world right now mm -hmm. to be a part of the stairway, you know, planetary celestial government of the heavenly celestial Jerusalem or just be ruled over forever and you could have been a part of leadership. Yep. And some may come back later on and, oh, but I knew you back then. Where did you go? You left the army. You're not going to have the same rewards. Those rewards will go to the people who are faithful, mm -hmm. who are loyal. And that's just how God God's the one doing it. He's sovereign in all these things. We're explaining this to you because some people are gonna, are wise. If you are wise, you understand what season this is. And you can take advantage of that with serpent, shrewd, holy wisdom, innocent as a dove, wise as a serpent, and begin to operate in kingdom age now. Mm -hmm. Begin to operate with King David when they're in the wilderness, when they're out there in the caves now, understanding what rewards come later. Some people are wise and they'll walk in it. Some people are so sold out, whether they make it or not, they decided to make their stand. Eternity is a long time. Eternity is a long time. God's asking you to dump out your old cup of hopes and dreams and even prophecies. Because if it's from God, the fresh water that comes through the stairway of the stars will fill your cup with the will of God. God's will comes right down that path. And through that path comes fresh water into the cups of your bodies and be filled mm. with fresh <laughs> living hope fresh living prophetic words from the father of lights what lights of the father of lights the lights of the stairway the lights of the planetary spheres the lights of the sapphire stones the lights of the inscribed names of the stars these stars are for lights in the heavens to govern Light, light governing light. I've created the stars in the heavens to govern day and the moon to govern night. This government of lights, God is releasing fresh water through it to fill your bodies as water temples. Ezekiel 47, you need fresh water. You've been mixed with all kinds of prophetic junk food, prophetic uh, hirelings, prophetic stuff. I'm telling you now, you can trust the fresh living water mm -hmm. right through this pathway right here. Look at the fresh water coming down the stairway of the planetary spheres, which is the path of lightnings, and let that fresh water fill you up. And just make your body a cup right now. And I thank you, Father, for the grace to fill every temple with fresh living water from above and let the water change in them like an oil change you can only go so long with that old oil you need fresh new oil upon your head fresh fire upon your head 
through your whole heart, washed and cleansed in your minds, your hearts, in your spirit, in your bodies, in your household, and let all of it be made new constantly. Amen. Amen. I've seen Jesus when he makes his appearance in Red Letter Ministries. In a way, it was a, a parable. It was a live interaction with him face to face. And the interesting thing about it is many of you, I saw you there. Even some of you who are now, early on in this, loyal and obedient. I only saw faces, even some of you that I know now, who are loyal and obedient in Red Letter Ministries. Like the closest in the wedding party with mm -hmm. Jesus. When he makes himself seen and known in that way. How close do you want to be to the King of Glory who has flesh and bone? What proximity do you desire for eternity to have to Jesus Christ? No amount of charismatic witchcraft and, well, we casted out demons and we healed so many people. Mm. We went around healing all the religious Pharisees. What does that do? We went around healing all the demon-possessed people on Black Malkut without delivering them from Satan. What did you do? What rung on the stairway do you want to stand in Christ? The nearness to him. There's something so special. Now even if you just, you know, make it into the kingdom, you are blessed. To be in his kingdom you are blessed to be anywhere in his kingdom but make the effort now not just in oh prayer pray fasting and saying some words but taking action what is the world of Isaiah it's the world of action it's the world of taking action sometimes you have to pray we get into the Word of God but there comes a time to take action. That's Isaiah. It's going to require not just things that you come up with, or I felt led to, but a clear crystal word of God coming down through sapphire stones, through the apostleship of Red Letter Ministries. If you're wise and you align yourself with that, some of you are getting aligned. Some of you decreed it today. Mm. I am aligned to receive. And there was a shift when you said that. Just type it in the comments. I'm aligned to receive. <laughs> Amen. Aligned to receive. And when you said that out loud today, and when you typed it, you sent me that message. Some of the women in the women's group today, oh. there was a shift. So whether you have a high elevation or a low elevation, when you get into alignment, you can receive what's coming down from sapphire stones and that gives you the grace to rise. Because there's obedience. Because there's loyalty. You've been faithful with the small things. You've been faithful with Malkut. Now go to Yasad. How the master of chariots, the spirit of Elijah, true prophecy. The true prophet, the wild man with his wild eyes and camel hair. and Going rung to rung locusts. is walking on water. Walking on the living water of the river of life. That's why Peter is the foundation. He was 
made to be the Zadik. He said, on this rock I will build my church. He said, on this foundation. He was decreeing him to be Yassad because of his... He was overzealous, sometimes chopping off ears. But he had one. sexual purity. Yeah. He, he had to redirect... He had to redirect some of that violence. Chief apostle. Peter was a chief apostle. He had the sexual purity and zeal for the father's house. And that sexual purity qualified him to be the rock that he would build his church on. How did he get established? When he said, if that's you, Lord, let me come to you and walk on the water. What was that, that water he walked on? It's the Sea of Shekinah. The Sea of Shekinah. And he found he couldn't do it on his own. He didn't yet have the faith. He wasn't yet filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but he walked on water those few steps. And when he began to sink, he cried out to Jesus. And he took his hand and he raised him up. Those are the waters. That's the faith that you'll have. Let's look at that picture. To take that step to make which one? The watch, uh, Akian. Mm. The big picture. Mm. You see Jesus on the Sephirot. See the Sephirot is the apostleship, the boat. There's a celestial boat. How are you going to go from physical boat to celestial boat? Jesus Christ is the sapphire stones walking on the water, treading on the heights. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. <laughs> How are you going to walk across those waters? The Lord just said that blue and red represents uh, his blood, blood and, water. blood and water. Yep, the water and the blood. That's why the blue is the sapphire. That's the sapphire sea. And then the red, that's the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the blood and the water, they come down through sapphire stones. Let's, do we have the uh, ephod? The lightning ephod? I think. Like of 12 stones? Yeah, the one with the Shekinah lightnings. It's got the four. I think we have it. Oh, the four worlds? The four worlds, yeah, that's the lightning Yeah, ephod. it's called sapphire Sapphire video, video. okay. All right. <laughs> the blood and the water. Now, this is for your me memorization and your mind, so you can have a clear picture. Whenever I look at the sapphire stones with the lightning blazing Shekinah, I also see it as two streams within of blood and water of Jesus. You see them both. You need Shekinah. You need Kavod. Mm-hmm. The Shekinah, the glory, the power to do his will. Power from on high. That's why it's called celestial bodies, celestial flesh. There's blood and water in it of Jesus Christ. Walking on the water. Take a step of faith like Peter did. Are you afraid of drowning? Are you afraid you're going to fall into a chasm, fall into the abyss, fall beyond... All hope and repair. Call to Jesus who lives within you. Trust in him. Trust the word that you've heard. 
from those who have gone before you and walked in the way. Trust those who have fallen from it and learn from the mistakes and walk the narrow path again to do it right this time. Learn from our mistakes. What Bob Jones taught, he said, it took me 40 years to, to get this far. But it's not going to take you that long. Bob Jones' instructions were that if we listened to his teachings, we could take all that 40 years of his training and trials and tribulation and mistakes and learn from it, that we would have an acceleration to it much faster, and it wouldn't take us as long to learn what he learned. And that is why this journey has been, we've learned from the prophets, the apostles, the Zadik that came before us. Learn from their instruction, learn from their mistakes, learn from their teaching, so that we can go further, farther, higher, faster. Why? Not for the ego. Mm -hmm. So that we can accomplish the will of the Father. Mm -hmm. That's the lightning. The purpose of being created to ascend to the Father and serve the Father. Servant of the Lord. Mm. <laughs> it's good to be a son. Thank you, Father, for choosing us. We didn't choose you, you chose us. But our response is yes and amen. amen. And whatever price there is to pay, we'll pay it. And which is usually just giving up your junk and getting out of the gunk of your funk. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Plus, the new prophecies that you're going to have over your life, he'll resurrect some old words. Some of that stuff was from God. But when you pour it all out, what are you doing? You're binding Isaac to the altar. Mm. You're not going to inherit those prophecies of your life if you cling to them. All those things you received with the mixture of black Malkut, black Netzah and Had, prophecies coming down into false prophets under the Tower of Jezebel and buildings made by human hands, which was the best available to you at that time. That's why your angels brought you there. Because it was the only thing available to you that you could handle at that time. God meets you where you're at, but he always lovingly calls you higher. Not side to side laterally, higher. So for us to receive a higher word, we have to pour out, bind Isaac to the altar, those promises, those prophecies, not my will, but yours be done, and just kill it. Mm -hmm. What is it to me? What is it to me to have all this destiny and titles and what, if I can't have you, Lord, if I can't have your will, what is it to me? What is this life? Is it cars? Money? Well, then when you get in the mansion and then you're going to be lonely and then you surround yourself with friends, go to bed, you're still going to be lonely, you're still going to be unsatisfied. Oh, you're going to serve mammon so you can get rich? Every word from every Jewish rabbi ever to every scripture in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, testifies that you cannot enjoy your money unless you serve God. Amen. So what's the point? You're going to get rich and just have a, oh, oh, that felt nice for a second, and then just dead. You're going deeper into Jesus. He's the only satisfaction for my soul. He's the only satisfaction. He's the only way you can enjoy anything. 
Nothing's enjoyable without Jesus. Nothing's enjoyable without Jesus. He just makes everything great. His presence. You could be alone when he's there and manifested his presence from within you. You're not alone. You could be working a mundane, boring job. Oh, it's not boring. The king of glory. Being a rapture while you do it. <laughs> You're literally in the stairway of Shekinah oh. working in your cubicle. They don't know you're in a rapture. The glory. I'm going to make this just right because it's going to glorify him and his glory. His glory. His glory. Feels good. The king of glory riding on a cloud of glory. King of glory riding on a cloud of glory in his light. We see light in his glorious light. I don't know why people have a bad rap with cubicles. I like Heavenly Jerusalem is a cubicle. Nobody talk to me. I'm going to be in here. <laughs> I'm just going to It's work. a cubicle. The promised land. <laughs> the cubicle. Oh, <laughs> Got your wallet. Yeah. Uh, Not pictures. an 8 to 5. An 8 to 8. 24-7. 24-7. 3-6-5. He's always on time, isn't he? He always shows up Because we're in the glory, we're in the heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus always shows up to work on time. But he has really good plans yeah. for all of you. And they're all going from glory to glory. Glory to Discovering glory. more of Jesus the way, the truth, and the life. Now those are progressive things. First, discovering the way. You've seen the way today. Then the truth along the way. Getting fed in the way. Then living the eternal's life. His quality of life. The amount of sub substance of his light of life emanating through you because you've walked in the way you've received and agreed and obeyed the truth. Therefore, he shares with you his life. And some of you are going to pray in tongues tonight and you're going to put your Google Translates away. And you're going to pray without a need to know. I'm going to taste of the matzah and see that he mm. is good. Whether I understand or not, I'm going to obey the apostolic commandment because he is good. He is good. I love matzah. I love manna. I love promised land bread. I love the promised land natural bread. And I love the honey, the sweet honey from the rock. I love it. I love by the time he gives me the understanding and entrusts me with it, I'm not going to sin with it. That's why he doesn't give it in the beginning. We're going to believe the word of God. And when you start to pray in tongues, it's not going to be for prayer for yourself. It's not going to be prayer so you can translate or interpret what you're saying so that you can understand. It's going to be a prayer of adoration, mm. only adoration yeah. to Jesus. And then he's going to take you to the adoration of the Father, adoration of the Adore Holy Spirit. Him. Adore him. <laughs> and then you're going to go into the adoration. Mm -hmm. You're not going to care what it means, what you're saying. Your internal eyes, your eyes focused on him. Just adoring him. And by faith, those words of adoration. And you're not going to be afraid of praying in tongues because you're going to put your hand in your spirit and say, Holy Spirit, tongues only in Jesus' name. And I command every spirit to confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh or be bound and thrown to the lake of fire. And then you're going to proceed to adore him. And that adoration is going to take your mind higher. And higher, you're going to get caught up in the glory. You're going to sing new songs. You're going to praise Him with your mouth. And something is going to shift.
I heard this verse in the living waters as they're passing through me today. This verse was in the waters of, of life. Matthew 28, verse 1, early on the third day, Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. That's what you're doing. You're joining Mary company, which is what this is. This is absolutely early the morning of the third day. Joining him in his resurrection, guys. And what it takes, it's going to take an ability to receive him in a different form. Amen. Amen. Crystal clear and sparkling water. God bless Mary Company of the resurrection of the early morning of the third day. It is as a thousand years it is written. So you are in the early morning of the third day. 2022 is early morning, third day, sons of Issachar, knowing times and seasons. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you get to the master at the tomb, you're learning a new way, a higher way, an early morning, third day. Which What is the early morning, the third day? The coming forth of the kingdom age, no longer the church age, no longer of the earth. Now in the Revelation 4, 1 realms above the earth in the heavenlies mm. and being established there forever on different rungs, as high as you want to walk in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. If you'd like to give an offering into Red Letter Ministries, Click the links in the description and be blessed as you give. Peace. Peace in the Middle East. Glory. some other doors some more glorious doors <laughs> some doors that you've never considered before for I know the thoughts that I think toward you thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you unto my expected end and you'll go from glory to glory, you'll go from glory to glory. We'll go, oh, we'll go from glory to glory. We'll go in the will of the Lord. Yes, we'll go from glory to glory. We'll go.